Alright guys, welcome back to Like Minds Podcast. I'm Adam Kukulich. And I am Josh Allen. Uh, we remembered to introduce ourselves that time. Yeah, we did. I don't, <laughs> I don't think we've been doing that. I don't think so, man. These people don't know who we are. A yeah. little bit about us for you guys who uh, may be listening to this for the first time. Uh, I am an engineer by profession. I'm also an entrepreneur. And I'm very interested in personal fitness. And a little bit about myself. Uh, filmmaker, producer, uh, content creator, yeah, storyteller. Um, that's just a little bit about us. If you're if you're new, uh, and and if you did happen to watch the last one, I wanted to um, point out. I so I have to keep track of how long we're recording because one of our cameras stops, and in our last. Um, our last podcast, we were talking about digital minimalism, and as I'm editing it, I'm realizing that Adam's talking, and I'm constantly checking my phone, and it <laughs> looks like I just am uh, uh, a complete phony, that I have no regard for having a conversation and, I can, and, and putting my phone to the side. It's because I have to constantly check the time, so that's why I was looking at my phone. I wasn't on Instagram. I just wanted to put that out there because I was like, man... I look like a hypocrite. It's <laughs> all good. Uh, but in this episode, uh, we didn't really have much of a plan. We just kind of, we just kind of winged it, and uh, we found ourselves talking about this idea called the dip, which yeah. is basically what happens after all the thrills of starting a new venture fade, and you really start to enter a period of time where things aren't as exciting as they used to be, mm-hmm. and uh, you start to even maybe question: Is this worth even to still pursue? But, uh, you know, it's, it's that very idea that if you do get through it, then uh, you will uh, be rewarded disproportionately at the end of it. So we talk a lot about that, the current situation with COVID and kind of how we're both coping with it. Yeah, how we're dealing with the shutdown and just like how just how we've seen different industries dealing with it. Um, yeah, we so we get into a little bit of that. Uh, hope you guys enjoy. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. All right, guys, welcome back to Like Minds Podcast. Um, we didn't really have a plan for today. Uh, we actually were just talking. Uh, Adam was talking about an interesting concept that I, I think I'd actually like to go more into. So uh, you were talking about the dip. So basically, the dip is... Uh, I actually got the book recommendation from Matt Diavella. Okay. He had a, a video where he recommended the you know five books that impacted his life the most, and the dip was one of them. So I got it on Audible. Started oh, so that's the name of the book. Yeah, it's called The Dip. Okay. And it was an extremely short book. Like I was saying, uh, when it finished, I thought like the first chapter, the second chapter was over with, you know, but it was actually the whole book. And basically, some of the points in the book were that whenever you are embarking on a meaningful venture, so this doesn't apply to necessarily everything that you're doing. Like, for example, there are some avenues in your life where you might be, you know, pursuing currently, say, working at McDonald's or some, you know, job like that, where you might not want to be the best in the world in that particular avenue. It actually may make sense to quit that avenue and and concentrate your efforts in uh, an area that is meaningful to you, right? Right. But basically, the book was advocating the idea that you should strive to be the best in the world at what you do and not settle for anything less. And it, it... 
basically said the best in the world can mean a lot of things. It doesn't necessarily mean like the best human being at that thing in the world. It could be the best in your local area. Like I gave the example, the best lawyer in Chicago, right? Which is still a, a huge feat to conquer. Mm-hmm. But uh, just kind of talking what separates the average person even if it's in a, uh, a difficult field, what separates the average people in that field from the best in the world is this idea of the dip. And that's kind of where after all of the you know thrills of starting a new business fade and you start to enter the times where it does get rough and it does get hard and you start to have second thoughts where I don't even know if I like this anymore. Like I, I hate doing this every single day. I'm not seeing any growth in this area, you know? And basically, you know, the longer the dip is, the the more, and, and provided you can make it through that, you know, hard and treacherous dip, then uh, the people who make it out on the other side are rewarded disproportionately. I see. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I've always thought about that. I didn't use the term, the dip in my, in my head, but that's... You know, uh, was it the last one we were talking about? No, I think it was when we were talking about like the long-term mindset. Yeah. When I was talking about uh, the days, like when I would skate and just have bad days and just really try to get through it thinking about like what's on the other side. I guess it's like on a smaller scale, that's kind of the idea. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought about that because, um, and I like... I'm not good at dealing with the dip, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's one of those things like I've definitely like it's to me it's just fact. Like if you get through it, like you'll you'll be a lot mm-hmm. better. The only thing that's most frustrating is I don't always get through it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh yeah, that's it's it's challenging um and that's just something that's really frustrating as well because it's like I get I, like I've had realizations like that where you, I, it, like the reason that's probably such a short book is because like there just aren't a lot of other answers to like yeah. <laughs> that that uh, concept there's not a lot else to talk about like you so. just have to get through the hard times wow that's not even really new information to most of us but it's um it's just so hard to do and it's and it's mm-hmm. it, it, you get to a real interesting type of hell when like you know what you need to do and you know like the answer to what makes you better at this thing or what gets you through this and you just like start struggling and really don't know if you can mm-hmm. what does it say in that book um in terms of dealing with it because like right now like I think I definitely get into, um, my, my, my first thought is like when I see the dip coming, if you will, is like, man, I've got to prepare for this. Um, and that's kind of how I've always been, but I'm curious if, if you personally, or if the book says anything about just like dealing with it and what, what to, be, to, to be completely honest, uh, I can't remember exactly how it recommended to cope with it. But the general vibe that I got from the book, or at least from what I remember, is kind of more so telling you, like, this is how it is, and, you know, you need to figure out how to deal with this. I don't really remember exactly how it uh, proposed to cope with it. I'm sure it did propose some methods, you know. But uh, one of the other big points in the book was 
that that idea of actually sometimes it does make sense to quit something mm -hmm. and that could be an area for example you're at a dead-end job and no matter how hard you work at that dead-end job uh, in a couple you know years you'll likely be in the same position you are now mm -hmm. and basically it illustrated the point where you really need to be aware of that and have the self-awareness to understand that you are in that position at that moment in time and if you do find yourself in a position like that then it was advocating for quitting immediately you know and and putting your your energy and your time because we do have very limited time here you know as human beings in, into an area that is meaningful to you and where a dip is actually beneficial right like a dip at a dead-end job, uh, I think the book was even saying that that's not a dip. That's a dead-end mm -hmm. or something, like mm -hmm. a cul-de-sac, I think they were referring to. And this dip, we're talking about like a dip in just, like what I'm imagining, we're talking about a dip in everything. In like everything. Motivation, productivity, yeah. and... Yeah, but you can apply it directly to a particular venture. So, yeah. I mean, I always come back to the working out. Uh, ideology or you can apply it to broke boy right like when you started off with broke boy everything was you know super fun and yeah, a lot absolutely. of dopamine going off like oh wow this could be a million dollar company this mm -hmm. that and the other where we're putting out instagram videos youtube videos this that yeah. and the other right seems like yeah it's interesting um but then you enter a time where shit's not fun you know yeah definitely yeah you know i think that's why um it's so common like i i I think uh, we use it's kind of like pitched as like uh, a personality trait, but I think it's like something that we all do. Like I think we all just realize like stuff is more fun when you're when it's new and exciting. Yeah. So like you, uh, they talk about people who like are constantly trying something new, mm -hmm. and it may not even have to do with like their uh, productivity as as a person. They just they just are trying to get um, back to when something is new, and that's like the that's like the best time. I think I've talked about that before. Like I, I, I know that about myself. Like my favorite time is like when something is uh, is starting. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah. But you don't want to be the person that is starting something new every yeah. couple months. You know. Yeah, you know, and that's something that I like. I hate like, and I've struggled with. Um, and I'm trying to be a lot more disciplined in now because like I was definitely somebody who just constantly started started you know started different things and mm -hmm. it's interesting like thinking about it in this light like maybe it's just like it actually might be less that I'm just all of a sudden interested in a new thing and more so just just want to uh, be at square one again yeah and because like when you're especially like if you're starting a business venture or something like that um, like every piece of marketing every idea every meeting everything that you post in regards to this new venture like every you like you genuinely feel like in the first like three months that anything that you do has the potential to like change your life and For like sure. ev like every little that's, thing that you do <laughs> has the potential to like change the world even and then you get to a point where it's like you realize that that's not gonna happen and, and the only time that and the only way that that is gonna happen is is on the other side of a very long a very long, long dip. You, yeah. yeah you get to the point where nobody cares about anything that you're doing and yeah. you have to make them care about it you know yeah. that's kind of where you get to um 
I like the the idea that it proposed. Uh, it, it brought up a lot of like famous companies, uh, like Microsoft or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you hear all these famous companies, and you're like, man, like they were overnight successes. And it illustrated the point where, like, no, that's not the case. You just think they were overnight successes because that's when they made it out of the dip. You don't know about the five or ten years where they were grinding and failing time and time again, and Microsoft couldn't get businesses to buy Excel and use Excel, mm. right? Like, you don't hear about those times, right? You, you only think, like, oh, wow, like, it's just an overnight success because that's when they've made it through the dip, you know? That's, that's when they've reaped the disproportionate rewards that uh, come along with making it through a long dip and, yeah. a, and a treacherous dip at that. This is a... I'm glad we're talking about this because the, um, I mean, the whole world is in a in a dip. Yes, it is. Right now, nothing's fun. Nothing's fun, and it's a lot of uh, challenging times, and a lot of, a lot of times that really make people need to adapt. Not mm-hmm. you know the people that do adapt and, and come up with a way to uh, cope with this this new world. You know, they're they're the people who will come out of the dip. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you doing to, it's, it's been, uh, we've talked a little bit about it, but yeah, it's just really different. I, so me personally, I have, I'm involved in two companies. One of them is Broke Boy, which is a media company, which not much is happening with now because we do a lot of music videos for artists who aren't working currently. And, you know, there's not a lot of shows, not much to promote for those artists mm-hmm. so that definitely fell off and then my other business which is where I make most of my money um, is a uh, me and my dad set up after school programs which that the face of that has probably just changed and definitely they're not talking about going back to physical schools uh, a lot of them are mm-hmm. it's possible that we just might not even go back in the fall so talk about the dip <laughs> we've, yeah, we've got it I think the, the analogy that I kind of make with this particular time, uh, I think it applies very directly to your Bright Nights mm-hmm. after school programs company. And it also applies to, to Cyron because what my company does is uh, we help restaurants and coffee shops gather customer data mm-hmm. and ultimately drive more customers through the door. And right now, many restaurants are not open and they're affected by COVID. Right. But, and even after, like that's going to be different. Yeah, They're talking about only having fifty percent capacity. It, it definitely will affect the way that we do business. But kind of how I'm looking at this this current dip or this current uh, situation with COVID nineteen is I'm making the analogy to uh, the halftime in a basketball game. Mm. And one of the things I, I played basketball in high school, and one of the things my dad kind of instilled in my head is that team that comes out playing very hard and who wants it at the very beginning of the third quarter is the team that's going to win the game right even if the other team is up by 10 15 points the team that wants it more at the beginning of the third quarter those first like two minutes of the third quarter are the most important moments in the game mm-hmm. and i'm making the analogy to right now is halftime mm-hmm. and when when things open up uh, if, if you do not have the tenacity and you are not hungry to really hit the ground running and attack things similarly to how you would uh, in the third quarter, then it's going to be make or break, I think, for a lot of companies. So, uh, you know, if anybody out there who has a business can, can resonate with that, I, I strongly recommend 
use this time wisely to you know make a plan if you can't necessarily do business right now make a plan to how you're going to attack this thing because it's not going to go back to normal right away it will not go back to normal you need to come up with a way and this is your halftime and coming up very soon is your first two minutes of the third quarter hmm. i like that that's really good yeah i just thought of it a couple of days ago at work i was just sitting there you know yeah it, it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. yeah i um yeah, I love just talking about, like, I just, I don't know, I just love uh, the idea of um, innovating and in, in mm-hmm. biz, uh, just, like, how businesses innovate. So I'm very curious to see just, like, not just my industry, like, obviously, like, I'm trying to come up with ideas, like, how I, I have, you know, me and my dad have to come up with a way to change our whole business to basically how do we do what we've done mm-hmm. after school online and like how do we make money off of that so, so what are kind of some of your thoughts on how bright nights can uh deal with this situation and how they can come out positively out of this dip i th- well the, the only thing i can really think of is just moving towards having online extracurricular enrichment um maybe courses um, that are basically do what we've been doing online uh, through videos. Do you think that would be on your website or like a YouTube channel or what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm not sure. Or how about, what are are those things called? Uh, Like Udemy, like paid courses, you know? On Udemy, yeah. yeah. What's that other website? Patreon? Skillshare? Skillshare, Patreon, you know, have some type of Patreon. I I thought about um, Patreon. Yeah, it's interesting. the my my it's going to be interesting because that's probably going to be the only like that's the obvious thing and that's really the only it's really the only option mm-hmm. uh at this point but what's going to happen is that's going to make all of a sudden um and not that this industry in um we primarily do chess programs uh not that there wasn't any competition uh in that industry as it was when you talk about moving to online education, the competition is going to um, uh, increase exponentially because there's no reason to have 10 instructors. You just need one really good one yeah. to do one really good course. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's no reason to have as many companies operating in that space. You just need one really good company mm-hmm. uh, or, or a handful of really good companies. So the competition is going to get really well part really of me high. part of me thinks that uh bright nights already has some type of customer base mm, it definitely have, does you yeah. have people that that have used your service so maybe to start off if you guys do do something like uh, on patreon or whatever you can you can use that uh particular cu- customer base that you already have as leverage and you can you know basically say look we're, we're not having in-person meetings obviously right but you can go to our website and you can you know take classes there and it's the same price or something like mm-hmm. that at least try and get some of that market share that you already have going to your online uh, yeah. service yeah that's the plan um so yeah uh, um so yeah i've got ideas with that i'm really interested just in uh the, uh, the media uh industry how much that's going to change i mean it's wild to think like Movies aren't in production right now. I know, and nobody's going into movie theaters yeah. at all. I mean, then, like, did you hear? Uh, what was it? I think it was the. I might be wrong, guys. So, 
definitely go fact check me on this. But I think uh, I heard that in the third week of March or something similar to that in 2019. $5,000. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in 2020, in the third week of March, all the movie theaters made $200 million collectively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the third week of, week of March. The third week of March, twenty twenty, it was five thousand dollars. Yeah, last year which was is insane. Yeah, last year was like a quarter of a million, and then this year was five thousand dollars. Not a quarter of a million, quarter of a billion. A quarter of a billion. Oh, yeah, it's two hundred million. Oh, million. Oh. <laughs> yeah, two hundred billion, man. Damn. So five thousand. That's insane. And like we all kind of saw that the theaters were going the way of the dinosaur anyway. Like they've always had, and uh, mm-hmm. they've always had a problem. It, it, but it's like now it's like not that's not even just like you know there's nothing's being made right now yeah you know so what happens to me i think um i think it's a really good time this is just me personally i I, so me personally i'm working on a script uh and developing an animated show with my brother i feel like this is going to be a good time to uh have all your ip um as far as like creatives ready to go because i think a lot i mean a lot of people are going to be looking for cheaper productions and the thing is the talent like people there there are people who can write just as well as the writers in hollywood Mm -hmm. can that would have done it for way cheaper and now companies are gonna have to look for that because disney just doesn't have as much money directors are going to get paid less actors are going to get paid less Mm -hmm. and if they find people who are already willing to take those rates and can do the same job it could be it could be a good time for that so the education industry and the media industries are the ones that i'm most uh curious about and and those well those are the ones i'm most excited about um because i they affect me and i have to i have to also innovate in those industries Mm -hmm. but i'm also just like curious about um all of the other industries because every single industry uh has changed and like you're in tech mm-hmm. with um siren so i'm into can and specifically your product because you service restaurants so i'm just curious mm-hmm. like how that's how, how what are you doing with that and what are your thoughts on so so this particular uh dip if you will it's been an interesting experience for us because prior to the dip uh our company was very focused on minimum. Well, viable prior product. to let's um, we were talking about the dip earlier. We're talking now. We're primarily talking about the shutdown. What we're gonna do? Yeah. Um, the biggest concern is like you guys are doing, like the service you provide is uh, marketing for these smaller um, uh, restaurants, restaurants and stuff, and that that's the part of the budget that typically gets cut first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my thoughts on this are, are twofold. One. Um, if we would have started this business say a year prior to when we did and we already had a large client base then this product that we have could have been extremely valuable to mm-hmm. restaurants because we'd be able to say and, and text out to their customers hey you know we are doing delivery come by because I mean one thought that comes in my mind a lot when I'm you know going to eat something I don't know if this restaurant's gonna be open or if they're delivering yeah or, mm-hmm. or what the ins and outs are regarding that situation so we would have been able to contribute some real value there but uh, with that said there has been some pros to the shutdown to uh, our business and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that so right before the shutdown started, uh, we were really, really focused on selling our product 
and with the minimum viable product in mind, we were really we were really hitting that idea hard. We were actually selling the product before we had fully developed the product, so we were capable of um, gathering customer data, but we had not yet been sending out text messages, and we had not yet had a data analytics portal for mm. that data yet. So. Uh, the, the shutdown really offered us some time to really uh, execute on the things that needed to be executed on in the first place. And, and we're now to a point where we can contribute some real value. So one of the things, one of the fronts we've really been putting a lot of work in over the last two months are uh, the legal side of things. We now have a terms of service, a privacy policy, and a location agreement that is perfectly suited to the business that we are operating. It's com- you know, completely custom tailored to our product umbrella and uh, what Siron is doing with uh, the data and, and all of that. So that's all covered. And that was kind of one of the areas before the shutdown that was a big question mark. We, we didn't have a proper terms of service and privacy policy. So that was always kind of like in the back of our heads. When, when mm. are we going to get this? Yeah. This shutdown gave us the time to execute on this and, and get those things done. Um, on another front, one thing that we've done in the past two months is develop a web analytics portal so that a venue can log into their account and view their customer data analytics. Mm. They can see how well their marketing campaigns are performing, meaning they can see what text, what's text messages we send out, who we sent them to, what was the reason, and what was the date. They can also, uh, they'll also be able to uh, create custom text messaging campaigns. So if they want to send a text message out to say, you know, a thousand of their customers for a particular reason, let's say they're having a wine and cheese night or something this Friday night, they'll be able to advertise that now with our service. Um, and they'll also be able to see how well their campaign's performing by se- seeing how many people actually walked through the door after receiving one of our text messages. Um, so we, we really took this time to really develop that website and get that ready to to start contributing value but it's also an idea in our heads where you know restaurants right now they don't necessarily have the available capital to to have all of these uh side expenditures if you will for marketing and, Mm -hmm. and things like this so we're completely aware of that and we want to you know help businesses out and Ultimately, the goal of our, our company is to get more customers through the door to, uh, you know, coffee shops, restaurants, and breweries. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one of the things we're going to do to combat that and really kind of hit the ground running is have two months for free. So that'll give us some time to gather data analytics and they'll be able to see those data analytics for free and even uh, have text messages be sent out to them their, their customers programmatically in the meantime for two months before we even start charging them. Hmm. So, cause this, this economic recovery is not going to be like a light switch. It's not going to flip overnight Yeah, man. and anything, you know, we can do to ease that and kind of, you know, get things in the right direction for our clients, you know, uh, we're more than happy to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. That's good. It's good to hear that you're, um, you've got, uh, that you're taking the time to laser in on uh, some things. I definitely, yeah, I de- like I said, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. I'm definitely struggling a little bit with uh, with the whole thing and uh, more so in just regards to uh, motivation, but it's good to, yeah, like, 
I'm glad we I'm glad we've been doing this because yeah, this <laughs> just is, talking this about it, constant, like know? just activating that um, entrepreneurial part of my brain mm-hmm. again is great because um, it's not it's just hasn't been uh, as active. It's funny, um, you know, another industry which affects both of us, um, uh, the podcast industry. As if it wasn't already oversaturated. Did you mm-hmm. hear, like, I think it was a week ago, Amazon sold out of podcast microphones. Really? They sold out. Wow. A lot, of people, a, lot. a lot of people have this idea. Yeah, a lot of people are talking. <laughs> For sure. Uh, it's expected, is, man. Yeah, it's which is interesting. Expected. It was already, a lot of people were already, um, which is which is interesting because I would argue that this is not the... Uh, I mean, we got into it because we just had this idea for a while, but it's actually not the best time to um, get into this particular medium because uh, nobody, you, a lot of people listen to podcasts passively. So when they're driving, mm-hmm. um, when they're at the gym, yeah. uh, when they're going off runs, which all of that isn't happening as much. And I've mm-hmm. heard like typically podcasts view or streams are down right now so it it actually would be much better to uh to have an active type of content with um youtube videos and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i'm interested to see what the pod because I've, I've been interested in just like that industry as a whole because it's very clear that people listen to podcasts but a lot of um advertising money i don't think is in there yet yeah i mean when i hear advertisements on podcasts i um, i can't even think of any big name uh advertisers mm-hmm. um like i don't think i've ever heard like an advertisement uh an advertisement from like nike or apple yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or anything like that so that money's got to come and that probably is definitely going to come after um after this whole shutdown mm-hmm. so it's definitely going to be enough of them Another um, uh, thing that's an, uh, an industry that I'm curious about is gig the gig economy, which is cool. That, so like the freelance economy, uh, or what is the gig? Economy? So gig when I when I refer to uh, gig economy, I'm yeah freelance. Um, typically, when you when you use the word freelance, I'm thinking of someone who has a specific and specialized skill. Oh, okay. So like a gig. So you're thinking like. Postmates or... Um, yeah, DoorDash. Like a little Postmates. side job. Yeah, side jobs and stuff like that. Um, which uh, that term, I think, came from like the economy that... Like that sector of the economy that was developed by being able to use your car to drive Uber and stuff like that. Yeah. I personally am driving Instacart and Postmates right now. Um, and it's interesting because... Uh, it, I'm really interested in just gig economy in general because it's really cool the idea that you can just get on your phone and make money. I mean, it's not like you you have to you you do have to work at like a job to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, man. So that's uh, there's no free ride. Yeah, it's definitely not like a a free ride or anything like that. But it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's interesting to like that you can download an app and you can start working. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, it, especially right now because it's um, it's I'm really happy that uh, that I have an opportunity like that when you know money isn't elsewhere. Ten years ago, you probably wouldn't have. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's nothing. I mean, they, you can, 
I mean, ten years ago, you, you would have had to like cut lawns or something mm-hmm. like that. You would have had to like go do odd jobs, which this is all essentially that, but you're able to do it in a in a way where you can have a consistent kind of reliably. Yeah, you know? reliably. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It, it introduces. It makes me think of like someone who's a minimalist, right? Maybe somebody who isn't necessarily fully oriented about becoming as rich as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what these jobs give them is the ability to kind of work their own hours whenever they want to work, yeah. or they mm-hmm. can go make money whenever they want to work. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make well, a lot of money, in, but you in know. my experience, I will say. Um, when you're doing something like that, you you get to choose. I would I would I would say you get to choose when you get to take a day off. Okay. Because you don't really get to choose your schedule. You can, but if you're well, doing it. What if you're it, in a big city like Chicago or New York? Okay, well then yeah, you have a lot more you control. Can do it whenever. Right? Yeah, you can. I, you can, but uh, there, there's still definitely like times where it makes the most sense. Yeah. To to drive like Postmates is ten to two and four to nine. So like there's these weird gaps, mm-hmm. but it, you, like you want lunch and dinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, but you still get to choose. Like, if something comes up, you just don't have to work. It's inter- like you could, you could definitely, like these people who um, just like live out of their cars and travel the world. Like, you could do that. Drive with that. Postmates and like whenever, because it's whenever you need money, you can go and work, and you don't you don't have to work when you don't want to. You just work when you need to. Yeah. Know? Speaking of which, uh, I know that. You know this this whole scenario kind of threw some some wrenches in in the plans, but I still definitely would like to take a road trip down south somewhere. Yeah. And uh, with no, Josh and I were thinking about taking a road trip to maybe somewhere in Texas or somewhere where there's adequate wilderness and nature. And the catch would be that we cannot take our cell phones with us at all so mm. not even a digital minimalism approach where like oh well we can only use these apps at these times or we can you know still have the phone for emergency Th- this idea would kind of be we literally don't even have cell phones and i know that might sound absolutely insane to you know 90 percent of you guys out there <laughs> but uh I was, that's something i was i've been thinking about that because like obviously travel is not a thing right now yeah uh so i can't wait till we can do that project but um yeah, whatever. Basically, as soon as we can. I'd, yeah, I'd and, and it makes you think, though, like, that's what people did in the mm-hmm. 80s, 90s, 70s, 60s, you know? They didn't have cell phones. They bought maps, and that's a skill in and of itself, which I think would be yeah. pretty interesting. So we're, we're hopefully looking to get that done, hopefully, in the next half year. I'd like to do that. Yeah. You know, I think that could be pretty pretty cool. We were actually talking about going to... Uh, this like Hindu, what was it? Hinduism. Yeah, I gotta find out reservoir the name of the place. Or but yeah, there's there's a lot of retreats, like spiritual retreats that you can go to that are actually free if you look if you can find them. So that that would be a very very interesting to me. Yeah. You know, just I think we probably learn a lot about ourselves and learn about another culture. You know. Yeah, I'm down for all that. Yeah. Where were we, what were we talking about before that? <laughs> I kind of uh, We were talking about gig workers. And oh, we were right, right. We were. Oh, that's how we got to traveling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Back to the uh, the gig stuff. It's, that's just another one that I'm interested in paying attention to because um, my concern is like, how many people are picking this up now that are like, oh well, gee, this is my new job, and then like now during the shutdown, they have they're like they really figure out how to do Postmates, and then post shutdown 
when things go back to normal and people aren't using those services as much now, mm-hmm. like, now they're back to where they were yeah that this kind of makes me think i think that you know as messed up as this situation has been i think for some companies you know some companies have benefited oh yeah this. absolutely because for example let's look at uber eats or uh doordash mm-hmm. or grubhub netflix is killing it right a- now exactly a lot of these specifically the the, the food delivery business this has been a extraordinarily mm-hmm. competitive market for the past year and all right. these companies have just been pouring money into these uh these subsidiaries of their business to get the cheapest prices they're losing money on, mm-hmm. on these particular businesses because they want to solidify market share they want to be the app that comes to your mind when you want food right right so i think that what this uh, shutdown did for a lot of these companies is really got a lot of people who would never even think about using uh doordash or, yeah. or postmates or whatever now they're using them mm-hmm. and, and I they're think seeing how easy it is to use seeing how easy it is and i think a lot of these companies are actually going to benefit from that mm-hmm. you know? oh yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah i'm definitely gonna uh i'm definitely gonna be following all that closely we should definitely in the future kind of like post shutdown to like recap and see like where, where some of these uh businesses are at mm-hmm. but uh but yeah i think we can end it there yeah i think so that was uh we had no no plans so that was a good uh good sure. podcast i feel like for anyone in the dip out there make sure that you are in the right dip that you're not in a cul-de-sac or a dead end yeah and just stick through it stay with it um you know it's not going to be easy but but that's that's what makes that's what makes the people who do get through it get rewarded disproportionately you know if it comes back to everything we're always saying man like there absolutely is no get rich quick quick scheme doesn't exist doesn't exist and the sooner you can get that and the path of least resistance out of your head the better off you'll be in life like it's a it's a poor mindset it's a bad mindset and it's a weak mindset so so get it out of your head and, and stick through stick through in this dip and uh things will come out okay yeah absolutely i uh, would love to talk with anybody about what they're doing during the shutdown and what they're if they've started any new ventures if they've done anything with old ventures anything like that reach out to us yeah josh allen media on all platforms and you can reach out to me uh i have a youtube channel adam kuklich or you can reach out to me at uh, cuckoopock, that's C-U-C-U-P-A-C, on both Twitter and Instagram. Reach out to us. We want to have you on. And uh, this is something we're going to do in the very near future. We're going to start having some guests on. And, you know, hopefully you guys will enjoy that. And I know that we'll enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah till then, you guys take care. We'll see you in the next pod. Peace. <laughs>